pull up the right one. There we go. <clears throat> hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now, you, now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I've put together an insightful Think Outside the Box masterclass. This 15-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come with having a sale-ready business. Register for free at scale, the number two, sell.biz. All right, I'm excited to have my guest with us today. You guys are going to love this. This is Drew Williams, and he goes by Drew this sales playbook builder, Williams. And he's the founder of You Guessed It, Sales Playbook Builder. And the builder is the simplest, most effective way for founders, entrepreneurs, business owners to create a repeatable and scalable sales engine that runs itself. Is that not the dream life we're looking for? Drew is a, uh, it, Drew's entrepreneurial journey began when he quit his six-figure sales job to pursue the life where he was in control. Since then, he has, hasn't looked back. Sales Playbook Builder is a very simple process to help uh, that helps to extend all of your expert knowledge, lay it out in a simple process that anyone can pick up and follow. And once you have your sales playbook in hands, you can safely let go of the reins and focus on the important stuff of your business. He's worked with dozens of founders on, and entrepreneurs, giving them the confidence and playbook to build a foundation for repeatable, scalable, and predictable sales, which every single one of us need, Drew. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, Marcia. Yeah, this is, this is really great concept and conversation because I don't know, but you know, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are feeling the same. Not very many people like sales. They feel it's kind of icky and, and uncomfortable and forceful or not out of their own comfort zone. So, you know, this is a super topic for, for the audience and especially as we're, you know, kicking up the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I think um, there's a little bit of um, bad like um, a bad lens at which people see sales. And it's really interesting because I come from a, a sales background and um, like professionally, and now I work with entrepreneurs, um, helping them understand their own sales process. And a lot of times I, the first thing, first conversation we have is, okay, what's your sales process so we can document it and give it to somebody else so you can grow and, and thrive and eventually exit the business. And they say, well, I don't have a sales process. Like I'm not a salesperson. And then I say, okay, well, have you sold anything before? Like, do you have any revenue at all? And it's like, yes. It's like, okay, well, then by definition, you're a salesperson and you have a sales process. You know, it's so funny. Um, sales is the business, right? You, you, we all came into our business for one, one way, shape, or form. 
um, whether it's a skill set or, or an idea or something we transformed. And then you, 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 you have to sell it. Otherwise, nothing happens. So it is a very, very important part of the process. And, and I love the idea that you put it in the form of a playbook so we know exactly what needs to happen so that it could be easier. Because when we have to think about something like, oh, what am I going to say on this call? Or what is the offer I'm providing to them? And if I have to think about it, then I'm stuck in that head rather than engaging and um, building that relationship with the potential client. Uh, so I think having it all kind of laid out is is just fantastic. Yeah, well, and it's funny you t- you, t- you touched on two two points that entrepreneurs and business owners run into, and one is this like the challenge of just building and hiding behind the scenes of just building the business and like working in the ver- in the business versus working on the business. And it's really easy for us as entrepreneurs to just say, okay, well, I'm just going to update the website. I'm going to make this copy a little bit better. I'm going to reach out to somebody so I can maybe do this and that. And there's just all these things that happen and we get, we forget that we're supposed to create revenue. That's what a business is is all about. And it's easy to hide behind because sometimes it's more interesting for us because we're not natural sellers um, to just do the creative part and the fun stuff and the interesting stuff. Um, and it's a detriment to our business because we spend days, weeks, months, just working on building these elements that aren't really moving the business forward. When if all we have to do is just add in, even if it's just half an hour a day and just be disciplined, because when it comes to sales, um, you just have to put in that half an hour a day, one hour a day, two hours, whatever that looks like for you, but it needs to be consistent and it needs to have a little bit of discipline, um, discipline to it. So there's this like hiding behind, I'm afraid of sales. I just want to like keep working on the creative stuff, which is um, always fun. And I love doing that too. And um, I'm at fault uh, as well, even being a like professional seller um, as a, as a trade. And then the other piece is like, okay, once I do want to sell, then what do I say? How do I say it? How do I reach out? And I think entrepreneurs and business owners forget that like sales is a conversation. And I can tell you right now, after working with a lot of founders and business owners and entrepreneurs that they are the best salespeople ever because you're just so genuine. And so you have just this like conviction when you have conversations about the um, solution or product or service that you, that you provide because you have such amazing insights and um, insight into the actual customer that having a conversation is sales. So thinking about what to say and how to say it and how to reach out here, it's like, there's a lot of noise in sales. And so um, my advice to all the listeners and any business owners out there is one, get out from behind the the building of your stop business hiding. And, and just stop hiding yeah, and start having conversations. Exactly. And then love it. have conversations because that's the beginning of sales. I love it. And, and it's so true The the founders of the company, you know, they had the passion to create and, and walk out and in, into the world with their own thing. Right. And they know it the best, you know, they may or may not know the customer the best, but they know why they're doing everything. And that, that story behind why we created our business and why you need to listen to us comes from the founder. I mean, you can, you can doctor it up by having a copywriter or a sales professional come in, 
but the foundational story yeah. and, and the reasons and the movement, don't you agree? It comes from the founder as to why this person took this direction. Yeah. Well, the first place I start with um, business owners and founders, and the reason I did this um, is because it was a huge of, of huge value when I was a sales rep working directly with the, the, the founders and entrepreneurs was just unpack your founding story. Like, what is your why? Why did you start this business? What is your passion? Why are you doing this? What's the big picture? Um, mm-hmm. Unpacking that and getting that documented and out of your head, because when you have sales conversation, I remember my, my, one of my, I think it was my, um, a few years ago when I was working at this, um, it was a technology company based out of New Zealand and I was selling here in Canada. And so I was remote. I was all by myself. And so I had basically had to take what the founder was doing and the success that they were having in New Zealand and Australia, download it into my brain and then start being him essentially um, here with my own little flair. And, and the best thing I did was um, I actually, I had like a ton of conversations with him, the, the founder. And part of his story of founding the company was his mother and his best friend and his best friend's mother, because it was all about early childhood education. Um, it was an app for early childhood educators. And so I had an opportunity to chat with the different moms and the founders. And I just created this, this story, this why, and it was one of the best selling tools that I had as a, um, as a seller out there it was the most influential and most persuasive and really empathetic and connected with the with the audience in a way that I couldn't do it if I didn't have that founding story. So um, if you are building out a sales playbook and you're just starting the the process for that, uh, because you are thinking at some point of bringing on a sales rep or someone to to do sales for you, definitely start with documenting your founding story. And you don't just have to write it. A great way of recording it is just record it. Like open up a video recording um, software, whatever you want, QuickTime or Vidyard or Loom and just talk about why you're doing it. And that's a great training tool for your, for your rep. And that founding story is beyond supportive for um, any new, new team members. Well, it makes great sense for, for the, the team members and the founder to get it out because everything trapped in your head is, is going to literally die with you. So, you know, that's the beginning part of processes. But if you think about it, from the buyer's side, they want to connect with who they're buying with, unless they're buying a, a pen or a widget or something that they buy on a repeated process and it's very commoditized or, or, or one done and I'm never going to see you again. Oftentimes, the buyer wants to connect with you because buying, is, it's an emotional decision, right? Mm-hmm. For starting, then we, well, they want then to buy into this story. Logic. Yeah, they want to buy into the story and even like commodities are starting to share their story. Like I'm a big foodie. I love food. Um, and I'm love cooking. Like you find me at grocery stores and farmers markets on, on weekends. And even at the grocery stores, you start seeing this, the sustainable traceability of the fresh fish and then canned tuna, which is a dollar, $2, three bucks a can. Now you can actually have a QR code and trace that back because they're telling a story of, of, of what that is. And it's even more important when it is a, a professional service. And when you're either a solo entrepreneur or doing it yourself to share that story, because people definitely, um, you definitely have to provide value and back up what you're claiming, but people definitely want to connect and invest in uh, businesses that they connect with and that they believe in. Hundred percent, you know, and I think that's it because you said it several times. Connect, right? And the only way they can connect is by the visuals you put out, which is kind of you know single um, 
dimensional or the story you tell out as to why you're doing this and, and why they should buy from you, you know, in that same story that connects them to it. And that's where you get the loyal customers. So I think that it's, it's a great idea and it's not hard to do. We know we already, as founders, we already know this story. So why not just get it out there and practice it a little bit away? So I talk frequently about why I focus on the end in mind with the business uh, and how that creates a great business going forward. But I focus with the end in mind because I watch both of my parents. They both had two separate businesses and mom even had an opportunity to sell. She didn't sell and left like close to a million dollars on the table and ended up after 2008 and 2009, she ended up closing her doors with nothing. And so, you know, that that's the reason I focus on that path. But if I don't tell people that, then they wouldn't understand the importance of thinking with the end in mind. And, and when you think with, with the end in mind, it really highlights the importance of building processes and playbooks to support the business. Because um, my saying is process scales. Yes, 100%. And 100%. you need to build in processes and playbooks because that's what scales and that's what scales a business. And you need to unlock which what is in your head and get it into playbooks and processes so that somebody else can execute that. Because when you start bringing on people, whether it's sales or any other function, um, you think of when you look at jobs, right? There's job uh, descriptions. It's like, you're going to come into this company and execute this job description. And so what we need to do as, as business owners is create those job descriptions through process and, and playbooks so that we can create something that someone can else, somebody else can come in and execute. Um, and it's especially important in sales that we get that out of our head, documented into a playbook so that when you do hire a salesperson for whatever stage in the sales process, you're deciding to hire somebody that they're able to execute a process that you have found successful. Love it. Yeah. You know, it's super important. Um, scaling doesn't mean, and I love this term, I've been using it quite frequently. So y'all have probably heard it before, but scaling doesn't mean market domination where you're going to be Amazon size. Just note that you can't continue on a one person roadshow and ever expect to make your life easier or better. So you must scale and grow somehow. So that could be onesie, twosie, threesie people in the company. And everybody needs to understand where the company's going. And this playbook is just part of it, whether it's the entire business plan or just the playbook on sales, you still need to have the, the, the strategy and laid out. So I love this, super important. All right, so we talked about the founder story and um, you know the beginning and being able to tell that and how important it is to connect with folks. What else kind of goes into that playbook that makes it easier to make sales on a consistent basis? Yes, I think the easiest way to think of sales playbooks and what goes into sales is, and, and this is after understanding the founder story and documenting that piece, the next thing we um, I work on with with clients is um, understanding the sales process. So we talked earlier about if you've sold something, if you have some revenue, then you have a sales process, but that needs to be unpacked. So literally, what we do is, and this is what you can do as an activity um, in your in your home or shared office space, wherever you are, is get a whiteboard, get a bunch of sticky notes, 
and go from left to right. And starting on the left is lead generation, um, marketing, just kind of like where you're getting any of your leads. And you kind of work from left to right. And the furthest right is closed one um, or implementation or support or customer success, whatever that is. Um, and think of the different stages in between. So there could be lead generation, there might be discovery, there might be qualification, maybe you have a, a meeting, maybe there's a demo, maybe there's multiple stakeholder meetings. Um, depending on the price point, you might have a, a proposal that you send out, maybe there's a follow-up and a proposal call. So really unpacking these with each of these sticky notes to say, okay, let's unpack my sales process because most people have never actually done that, it's in their head. So take the yep. sticky notes, go from lead generation to closed one, write down every single step of the way and don't leave any step uncovered because what we want to be as meticulous and detailed as possible. Um, so unpacking that from uh, left to right, lead gen to closed one. And once you have that laid out, first of all, I set aside half an hour, an hour to do that because it's going to be really insightful to just walk yourself through that process because you probably have never walked yourself through never that, um, that process. <laughs> And if, and if you're having trouble, then think about, let's just pick like your last three customers or last three clients and say, how did I get them to sign up? How did they get them to write me a check um, and, and jump on board with us and really just unpack that, um, unpack that process? So that's the first step. And that's really the framework yeah. for your sales playbook. And I would have each of those, um, each of those sticky notes as a chapter or an element in the playbook and think of, okay, if I were to hand off this piece, like this sticky note, let's say lead gen um, or qualification, if I were to hand this off to somebody else, a salesperson, what do they need um, to know about that particular step and what sort of resources and support can I give them that would help them during that process? So if you had, let's say your lead gen was you had a lead magnet um, on your website, you did some paid ads, they're coming through there, you get some leads that signed up, and you want to hire a salesperson to qualify them because you want to have the, the meetings. So they're doing qualifications. So maybe you have a qualification checklist, maybe you have common objections and how to handle those objections. Um, so those are th some elements that you can just start building out to create your, your sales playbook. But that, that framework is essentially those sticky notes from lead gen to, to closed one. That's, it's so simple, but yet so detailed and at the same time, completely forgotten, right? I mean, nobody's laying out step by step by step by step of what they do. They just kind of react their way through it, right? And hope for better sales. And I love the idea because I'm super, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner and, and, and designer and laying it all out. So that makes total sense to me and gets me excited because then you, I can think, well, if, if, I'm making, if, if, if I'm making it through 10 sticky notes and I've got a 20 sticky note plan and all of a sudden things are dropping off between sticky note 10 and 11, then there's a problem in there too. You can start to analyze and go, oh, well, maybe I need to have a better language or maybe it's the offer or maybe it's the way it's being said or I'm waiting too long. I mean, there's a dozen things that could, yeah. you know, and a lot of that is. And a lot of that is intuitive as entrepreneurs and business owners that we just make those tweaks in our heads. But again, when we're, when we're selling at any time, like from day one, we have to think of if we want to grow this beyond a hobby business that we're doing, that we're just jamming up our calendar like <coughs> for 60 hours a week um, with stuff that we're pulling at our heads and we're creating a business that's really that we don't want to work on. Um, we always have to think about how do we 
replicate this? How do we give it to somebody else to do? Um, and it's really important that you think through those each of those steps um, to kind of get to that point where what you're saying is like, how do you, you're, you're able to diagnose. And that's the first step when I think of building sales playbooks is audit, align, uh, assemble and accelerate. That's my four step process. And the right. audit piece is that breaking down those different um, uh, steps with the sticky notes and in order to accelerate, which is improving the playbook to find out what's working and what's not working and how can we improve it. You can't do that until you just have a baseline and, and put it down in writing. And once you have that, then to your point, Marcia, it's, this is exactly one of the, 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 greatest benefits of having a sales playbook and a defined sales process is that then you can start going back and diagnosing different elements of that funnel to help improve it in the future for yourself. But also if you think if you have one sales rep, two sales rep, maybe five sales reps, how are you going to diagnose their, um, their progress and their activities? Well, it needs to be put down into a process. So then you can, like you said, narrow down and have those conversations to say, Hey, sticky note six to 10, we're not doing that well on qualification. We're bringing people in, but they're not really ready for us. So how can we improve that? Love it. Oh my gosh. This is, like I said, it's so simple and hundred percent forgotten, <laughs> you know, that, that folks aren't really doing that. And, and when we're in, in the space that we're talking to, we're, we're talking to folks that are, you know, under a million or two, you know, they're, they're really in that growth phase. They're, they're trying to, the founders probably wearing too many hats and, and doing too many things themselves. And we're trying to take that business to the, the next level of sort, and you need to have these systems put in place. And mm -hmm. since this is the primary system for every single business, whether you're a dentist or an attorney or a plumber or a you know contractor, or you're selling widgets, you still have a process from where you're taking them from from the yes. from the first day they see you to the day they say, yeah, let's join on, or even how do we keep them going afterwards? Um, you know, it's such an important piece for, and that's why it's like, wow, why isn't everybody doing this? Because it's not fun. I say nobody likes opening up a Google Doc and documenting what they're doing, and like we go back to like what what entrepreneurs like doing and business owners like doing. They like doing things that they, that excites them. Nobody wants Creative to, stuff. and this is how you build a document. This is how you build like a playbook is you open a Google doc and call it sales playbook and start writing stuff down, um, mm. of your process. And I mean, I do this, I have my, my playbook open. I've got a business playbook open that has my sales playbook in there. It's open as a tab. When I open up all my tabs during the like first thing, when I log into the, uh, my laptop and Anything that happens during the day that either is a success or that I want to double down on or that works, I copy and paste it and put it into the playbook. And it's messy and it doesn't look great, but at least there's processes that are documented there. Um, and the other great way of documenting your processes is through just like recording them. So you can do a screen share. You can record your, um, if there's a process of, like you're saying, if, if there's a, um, a dentist and they have a process for welcoming somebody and then registering them and doing Doing this instead of you don't have to type it all out you can just do a screen recording or have someone record that and then that goes into your um into your into your playbook but it needs to be part of your culture to like build that brick by brick um page by page um and that's ultimately creates this like bigger playbook and business um playbook that allows you to um grow and to your point doesn't have to be growing to 100 employees could be growing to like one employee five employees um, but if you're thinking of getting bigger and also buying back your own time as, mm. uh, as a, 
entrepreneur and as a business owner, that's the only way to do it because you need to do things in a way that somebody else can execute them. Love it. Love it. You know, um, something that you triggered on that I just, I enjoy. So my thought is your business plan needs to have prime real estate on your desk, right? You need to reference it frequently to see that you're on track, whether it's weekly or, or monthly or quarterly, but it's not something you create and, you know, shelve it and come back in next January when you're planning your next plan. So I love that you have it on your desktop in a tab so that you're constantly able to frequent or to go back and check, oh, what did I say? Did I say the right thing? Did I follow a step? Did I miss something? Or mm-hmm. that was a great success. Let me add that to it. So it's a constant evolution, but it's a living document, right? Absolutely. It's, it's, and that's yeah, the, the biggest fallacy when people think of, I need to build a playbook or I need to build a sales playbook because that if it if it sits on the shelf, it's a complete waste of time and nobody's going to use it. Not you and not anybody else. It's a living and breathing right. document. There's no there's no finished playbook. That's the other thing too. And it's 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 interesting when I um, work with uh, work with business owners. They they almost want something that's finished that they can just execute every single day and don't have to worry about ever adding to it or updating it. But because that's the they want it opposite. done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I- I have a client the same way. She's like, I just want this done. And I'm like, it's never going to be done, but it's, you know, the structure and the pieces are all filled in and let's improve it as we go. That's so yeah, funny. It's a starting point. And then it's a process after it's always improving and always iterating. And that's when I draw out the, the sales playbook method of audit, align, assemble and accelerate. It's in a circle and it's a continuum because that happens all the time. It could happen in the same day. It could happen every month. It could happen every quarter where you're always auditing your processes, auditing your enablement resources, um, bring it into the playbook and then figuring out how to make it better. And that should happen all the time. And, and once you start, once you do have a sales team, then it's something you should put in as a cadence to continuously improve that every, at least every month to just revisit the playbook to see what's working and what's not working. How do we double down on what's working and how do we eliminate what's not working? And one of the best ways to do that is go through the playbook um, and any process that you have as an entrepreneur and just do like a red light, yellow light, green light um, assessment to say, Wow. Red light meaning let's stop doing this. Yellow light meaning let's revisit and talk about it. And green light meaning let's double down and continue this because then you're pairing off what's not working and doubling down on what is working. You know, again, very simple language that anybody can follow, but absolutely necessary because if you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, isn't that the, the, the definition of insanity, right? So you've got to come in and make tweaks to what you're doing. I, I like to, I'm not a sailor, but I, um, I've sailed a few times. So I understand that it's like you're always, you're always tweaking to get the best wind. It's not just set it and go and leave it. You're always trying to improve little pieces. And every business needs to continue to improve and innovate or they're going to be left behind. Absolutely. And especially when you're talking about, like you said, at the, the point where you're getting to a million, just getting over a million to two to three million and kind of wanting to get to that, that say $5 million recurring revenue or annual recurring revenue point. Um, and that's why I love working with uh, business owners at that stage, because I don't like going in and kind of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. I like being a little bit different, tweaking, A-B testing, all that sort of thing. And that's the fun part and exciting part about being a business owner and also being a seller for um, companies at this stage is that 
you're always learning and always iterating, um, whether it's messaging, whether it's the perfect customer, getting this right, getting that right. There's all these like tweaks and you're always learning and getting better and experimenting on sales calls and trying something a little bit differently, trying a message a little bit differently, maybe reaching out to a bigger customer that you never thought or a bigger client that you never thought you'd get and just shooting for the stars and trying a certain messaging and seeing if it works or not. Uh, because you don't get that flexibility when you're working in um, big fortune 500 companies where you just have to execute a, um, a certain, a certain job skill. So that's a, a fun part. And I definitely encourage, this is part of the fun part about creating a playbook and then improving and, and iterating is just being able to experiment in the marketplace and getting that feedback. But then the important part is, implementing that feedback as quick as you can, because that's what's going to allow you to grow faster. hundred percent. Those actions, the, the feedback that you get has to rely, has to create a decision immediately. And that, that is, that is a fun and scary part to being a, um, not young in age, but a young in, in, in revenue company yeah. that, you know, it is always constant tweaks here. And I love the AB testing. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's go here because you're trying to get a system so that you can easily continue the revenue without having to carry the weight of the world mm -hmm. on your back. And, you know, they, they say it's, it's, it's so much harder to get to your first million than it is to get to your second, third, and fourth, because you've already made it to the first one. Same with it's, it's yeah. easy to get to your, or it's hard to get to your first hundred thousand and easy to get to your second, you know, because you have these processes that you can now just scale and execute on. But if you don't write them down and put them in some sort of a playbook, then you're working out of your at a, at a right field and just go, <laughs> hoping that, well, what did we do last time? What did you say last time to, to get them to buy, you know, to, to create and build on those successes? We need to have it in a playbook. And yeah. the sales portion is the heartbeat of your company, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many times where I've actually, and again, we want to be efficient as um, business owners. So the more efficiency we can create for ourselves, um, the better. So I think of like when I document a process or documenting something that I did. So if I had a LinkedIn message that's been working, then I'll document that in the playbook and I'll repeat that over and over again. And that takes so much time like that frees up so much time because I'm just able to say, instead of thinking about what to say, I open a playbook into LinkedIn messaging or outreach, I copy and paste it and put it in, copy and paste it, and put it in. And it just frees up so much time um, for me. And then when I bring somebody in, they can go and execute that. But this idea of, um, again, this is like freeing up our own time to work on bigger projects, to expand the business more so we can work on the business and not work in the business. So documenting not just helps um, future salespeople, but I always think of it as like, my like professional Drew or like my tomorrow Drew. So when when <laughs> business owner Drew wakes up tomorrow, what would he be just be super happy to have? And it's like, he would love to have the day laid out and some messaging already there. So I'm going to do some work today, maybe at the end of the day and build out that those pieces so that when I wake up tomorrow morning, um, business owner Drew wakes up, puts his hat on and he's got the day lined up for him. And thanks the uh, previous day, Drew. I love it. I love it. Good, good, good idea. We have we have plenty of versions of ourselves, and I'd love to thank the yesterday's Marcia for for the great job of making it easier for me today. And like I said in my intro, business is hard. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, you know. Yeah. But you can make it easier by by doing stuff like like this. So, 
Awesome, Drew. This was a lot of fun. Very, very informative. And you made it so simple that anybody could start thinking about this and implementing it today in their business to grow. But we know if it was that easy, we'd all be able to do it. So we probably need some help. So where would listeners Mm -hmm. find out more about you and how they could get some help in laying out their sales playbook? Yeah, so so two places. One is on LinkedIn. So if you just go on LinkedIn, find me, Drew Williams, um, or put in Drew Sales Playbook Builder Williams, you'll you'll find me there. And um, I'm always creating content, um, running some kind of like five, three, five minute coaching calls around uh, different elements of the the sales playbook. So it's a great place there. And also um, part of part of my mission um, is to empower business owners to to create their own sales playbook if they want to do that and make it as easy as possible. So if you go to salesplaybookbuilder.io um, slash sign up, there's a free resource which is a um, free sales playbook template, and also has a guided sales playbook uh, design. Um, so I walk through the three core elements, which is attracting your perfect customers, executing a sales process and scaling um, scaling the team on there. So there's some coaching as well as templates um, in there too. So I'd say those are the two best places to um, find me and really get started on your uh, sales playbook. Love it. Lots of value there. And to get that foundation going, I, I think it's great. And like I said, this is sales is the heartbeat of your company. You better be focusing on that. And what better way to do it is to lay out all the processes and systems. So you can be better and then eventually or or currently you can train your team to be better and help you leverage that to grow uh, and scale. So awesome stuff. Like it. All right, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. I know I have, um, and I'm going to go do some of that training as well. So uh, don't forget now more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my free 15-minute training on how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. There are tons of benefits to having a sale-ready business like more freedom, more money, and an easier-to-run business. So go register for free at scale2sell.biz. And you don't want to miss this class. As always, Drew and I would love to hear your questions and feedback. Give it, tell us what, you're, what you've found to be your best best lane in your sales process, or maybe even your worst lane in your sales process that you would like some help with. And just share it with us in the comments so that way we can, uh, we can help you and, and respond back. And don't forget to subscribe. You don't want uh, to miss future podcasts. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Drew. Thanks, Christina.